0: Welcome into the Locked On Knicks podcast. I'm Gavin Shaw. Today, I'm joined by Wes Goldberg, the fantastic co-host of the Locked On Heat podcast. And we are going to talk if the Miami Heat can figure out a way to slow down Jalen Brunson, whether the New York Knicks can continue to hold up Jimmy Butler and the other factors that will decide game six and whether or not this will be the end of the Knicks season or we're getting a game seven at MSG, baby. It all starts now on Locked On Knicks.
1: You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes. He starts. Without a five. Ewing for the win. Yes. Hubs left. Now fires it. And he's good. And he's fouled. And he's Anthony for three.
0: You are locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. I want to thank you for making Locked on Knicks your first listen today. And every day, if you didn't know, now you do. We are available on all platforms, and that includes the new list. You already see my smiling face on a day-to-day basis on YouTube. Um, So check us out on YouTube. Become an day like, subscribe, throw us some comments. Um, I don't say this enough. I, I don't think I've said it on a podcast in a few months. Um, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. The beauty of it is, is if you give us five stars, I don't even care what you say. You can uh, call me stupid. You can call Alex, um, only slightly smarter than me. That's okay. Um, we'll tolerate it if you throw us the five stars. But who's talking to you and chilling for reviews? I'm Gavin Shaw, your favorite play-by-play broadcaster's favorite play-by-play broadcaster. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into everything Nick's Heat game six, the battlegrounds that will decide if the Knicks can extend the series. And it all starts right now. Thanks for joining me. Um, I'm going to be honest. This isn't, this isn't me bragging. I genuinely did not expect to be doing this podcast. I thought that I'd be talking about how the Knicks season ended, how they could never get it together. They couldn't find a rhythm, how Tom Thibodeau couldn't adjust. Um, but to some extent, all those things happened. We are heading back to Miami for a game six. What is the what is the feeling in Heat Nation right now? Is there a level of concern, or are you looking at that game as mm. like everything went right for the Knicks? Nothing went right for Miami. Um, we're gonna be fine, we're gonna end this in six games.
1: I'd say probably more disappointment right now in Miami. I think there is a lot of uh, hope and planning for this sort of be a, a cha- um uh, a celebration Thursday. For Heat fans, and by the way, this is not related necessarily, but the Panthers played last night with a chance to knock off the Toronto Maple Leaves in the NHL playoffs, so I think a lot of South Florida sports fans were like, alright, cool, Heat will knock off the Knicks, Panthers will take care of business, we're celebrating conference finals um, in these different sports, but uh, the Panthers lost and, and the Heat lost, so it's just kind of a, a feeling of disappointment right now in South Florida. Got it. All right. And I,
0: I guess what is, like, where would you say that disappointment is focused in, in regards to Miami's performance? Like, what, what what is the, what was the aspect of game five that you're like, oh, okay, like that, it was inexcusable. Like, we we got to correct that.
1: Yeah, I think mostly um, there's an understanding that the Knicks were the team on the ropes and that they were going to get the best effort. You saw Jalen Brunson play 48 minutes. Quentin Grimes play 48 minutes. Um, and the Heat came back from 19 points down in that game and had half within two with two and a half minutes to go. So I don't think that there's a sense of like the heat really blew that one. I, I think it's an understanding. that it, The Knicks, their season was on the line and they were at home and they gave the heat their best punch and they came out with the win. I think it's almost like a uh, you know, just you tip your cap and say, all right, well, you got Friday's game at Kaseya Center uh, game six to close this thing out. So I don't think that heat fans are frustrated. And look, I won't even speak for heat fans. I'll just talk for myself. Um I thought the Heat played an okay game, but I also thought it was the first game in the entire playoffs where they got actually played. It wasn't their first loss, but it was the first game where I felt like they were thoroughly outplayed. And it wasn't some weird variance thing like three-point shooting in, in the Bucks' loss that they had. Uh, or Jimmy Butler not playing in the game that they lost previously in this series to the Knicks. And so I think there's something there. I think if you're Eric Spoelstra, if you're the Miami Heat, you got kind of go back to the film. How can we stop Jalen Brunson? How can we get Jimmy Butler more shots? How can we break the Knicks double teams on him? And all those things. But um it's things that I, I do trust Spo to figure out. And I still think that the Heat should win the series.
0: Got it. Um, I, I guess maybe the first place post starts is, is figuring out how to slow down. Jalen Brunson, obviously, an all-time performance from him. I, I read, uh, courtesy of our friend Jonathan Macri, the 21st game, I think, in NBA history, not just NBA playoff history, 35-7-7 with one turnover or less, and maybe maybe some efficiency. Benchmark was in there too, but regardless, like one of the best playoff games in Knicks history. How, how do you think Miami shifts up their coverage on him, if at all? Um, I, I think the the big shift there, obviously, is the presence of Quinton Grimes and Miami's inability to help off that corner, and particularly with yeah. Brunson operating out of that side of the floor. Like, does Miami like send a guy from somewhere else? Do they dare uh, Grimes to hit more threes? Like, what is the adjustment there? Is there an adjustment there for Miami?
1: It's a great question. I think that's really what the Heat need to be focused on right now. Um, a couple things happened in that game. They they had Gabe Vincent pick him up full court. He's been doing a little bit of that all series. I thought it was a little bit more aggressive in Game Five. Uh, to set the tone in that game early on. And then Gabe Vincent picked up four fouls like within like the first half or first three quarters or whatever it was. Um, So that's the number one thing is Gabe has been kind of the best defender on Brunson this whole series. He does the best job of kind of getting skinny and going around those screens. Jalen Brunson loves those pick and rolls, right? But the Heat are trying not to switch them. They don't want Bam guarding Brunson in isolation because they need Bam on Julius Randle. They need Kevin Love on Harsheen or Mitchell Robinson. So they're trying not to switch those things because it leaves your backside uh, pretty vulnerable. So um, when Gabe Vincent picks up those fouls, you're asking other guys to get skinny, get around those screens and play it. It kind of just mucks up your your plan defensively a little bit more. Um, And then with so many guys in foul trouble, the Heat ended up going zone in a big portion in the second half. And so you're not really doubling in zone. You can kind of do it a little bit. You can kind of touch and show a little bit, but you're not really double teaming him. So I think if I'm the heat, I'm trying to figure out ways where we can double team Jalen Brunson. There's just you can't, you can't defend this guy with one player. He's so good at using those picks. That pitcher kind of mixing up his pitches, like from fastball, curveball, slider, whatever other uh things. Like he sometimes he'll reject the screen, he'll use the screen, he'll go around the screen, he'll 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 fake the screen, then step back into a three-pointer. Like he is so good at mixing up, you never really know where he's going. He's so shifty, so crafty um and when he does get downhill he's really good at getting your shoulder his shoulder into guys drawing contact getting to the basket and all those things so if you're the heat I think you need to, to kind of hedge your bets and and double team him I think to your point where do you do that Josh Hart's on the starting lineup Quentin Grimes is I don't know Grimes two for eight I know he's a good three-point shooter I'm not scared of Quentin Grimes winning a playoff game from the Miami Heat like if he goes eight for 12 from three-point range and like I do Adam Grimes, like I guess but uh, I would, they, they mostly use Max Struess on him. I don't know if they can switch up the assignments a little bit. Maybe you put Struess on Barrett, Barrett to kind of try to take over, have Jimmy Butler guard uh, switch under Grimes and then help off of him a little bit more, uh, or just have Struess. Who's been okay defensively this year. Have Struess just help uh, Gabe Vincent a little bit more, just be more aggressive trapping off of those ball screens or, or just straight out doubling them when, when Brunson gets those isolations. So I think, I would start with finding ways to double Jalen Brunson earlier in the shot clock, uh trapping him off of those screens, getting him out of rhythm because if he's doing that the way that he did it in game five then then I do think he'd have something to worry about in game six
0: yeah i think I think there's a number of different factors at play and I think one one of the biggest ones and we can talk about this in regards to Jimmy Butler too is Quentin Grimes's health because he hasn't really shown this ability all playoffs but in the regular season he was really fantastic at, at beating a wild closeout usually because someone was helping towards Jalen Brunson or Julius Randle um, attacking the rim and either finishing or, or getting a dump off pass to one of the next bigs or spraying it out to an open three-point shooter if, if he's hampered at all I mean one if he can't play but two if he plays and like he's not at his typical level of explosiveness I think Miami would be a little bit more comfortable like having like voracious closeouts towards him and obviously you don't want a pump fake and a flyby but he hasn't really shown the composure to do that yet so if I'm Miami I'm attacking that a little bit harder and then the other area where I wonder like how they treat it is when Duncan Robinson's in the game and like Knicks fans and like and podcasters are like have kind of been begging for it all series like when he's in the game like put him in the pick and roll put him in the action or not mm. the pick and roll but just put him put him in the screening action every single time. Um, and we saw down the stretch, Miami, like they, they kind of did the same thing they're doing with their bigs. Um, they had, um, I've I've been messing up the Martins all all series, but Caleb Martin, I believe uh, come on over. Um, and, and, and basically just like double team him for a second, give Duncan Robinson time to recover. And I didn't think the Knicks did a good job leveraging that because Quinn Grimes would just kind of fade off into like some nebulous corner and you wouldn't see him again. And like, if he just pops up to the wing there, he should be wide open. You should be able to force Miami into rotation there. Um, and, and then I guess like the third battleground is like is like the big pick and rolls like where Mitchell Robinson's in there and and if I'm Miami like I I'm curious your opinion on this but I, I don't switch that up at all because the Knicks are like never hitting Mitchell Robinson for that lob because like it has to be a picture perfect pass if not Miami's going to do what they've done all series and just wrap them up and like Mitch isn't really a short role playmaker so I kind of think if Miami just continues to be super aggressive with love hedging like they can maybe force Mitch out of the game offensively but but what are your thoughts on all that?
1: Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I would switch up the. I, I think I agree with you for the most part. I wouldn't switch up the sc- scream like a ton. I just thought that they didn't really mix it up enough, and they let John Brunson get comfortable. The other thing I'm kind of looking at too is one of the big adjustments they made in the middle of the series when when Jimmy Butler back for three was having Jimmy Butler guard Jay Barrett, and then have him kind of having a uh, um a foot in the paint, so that when Jalen Brunson does kind of get his. Uh, Jimmy Butler is there to kind of clean things up by the basket. And there was one play in, in last night's game where Jalen Brunson did get by Gabe and then Jimmy Butler came from the weak side and ended up blocking Jalen Brunson's shot at the rim. Uh, I just thought that Jimmy wasn't, um, for whatever reason, involved uh, on that backside defense as much as you would have liked him to. Maybe he was playing up on R.J. Barrett a little bit more. I think that you got to give credit to the Knicks, too, for the to run uh, there's stuff on the other side of where Jimmy Butler was kind of separating R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson on, on the court, having one on one side, the other on the other side. Uh, most, too, like if you look at Brunson's shot chart, he had been really struggling from three point range coming into this game, into last night's game. Yeah. Uh, but he drilled a those three that he wasn't making for the rest of the series. Um, he took a lot of his shots in that mid-range where I think it, the Heat want to kind of give him those spots because you're not going to take everything away from him. Uh, he did one, two, three, four shots from that kind of mid-range outside the restricted area, still in the paint area. Um, and those are shots that I think the Heat are willing to live with, even though Jalen Brunson is kind of his bread and butter. But you just don't want him getting to the basket. You don't want to get him those wide-open threes because he's going to make those every time. So I, I think you want to overreact too much you're the Heat. I, ju- I think there's just things that you want to clean up and do a little bit better Uh, to your Duncan Robinson point. They've done a really good job of scheming him out of those defensive possessions. Like you mentioned, having Caleb Martin come in last minute and kick him out of those switches and things like that. They've been doing similar things with Kevin Love, even really bam sometimes too, because they just want bam at other places on the court. And they're not necessarily worried with Jalen Brunson taking him on one, but um, it's, it's sort of the tricky balance for the heat because uh, like an underlying story for this series for Miami is the sh- is the fact of shooting just 31 percent from three point range. Um, you kind of need Duncan Robinson in there. What he ended up with five five of ten last five night. 10, yeah, five, five of, 10, of 10, ten last night. So he's him and truly really the only guys that that are out there producing anything from three point range. And, and Spo is just toggling between the two of them. So you're not really going to get minutes without Duncan Robinson on the floor. And your point, yeah, if you're Jalen Brunson, you want to target him. And even if you do kick him out of the switch, at least you're putting Miami's defense in rotation, and that just has domino effects that maybe you could take advantage of. But, yeah. um, it, it's a double-edged sword for Miami because they need guys to make threes. Duncan Robinson is one of their best three-point shooters. You can't take him off the floor completely. If Jalen Brunson is going to play all 48 minutes or most of them, like he has all see- all series long, there's just not going to be a whole lot of minutes where he's on the floor and Duncan Robinson isn't. Or, or I'm sorry, where Duncan Robinson is on the floor and Jalen Brunson isn't. So there's going to be that opportunity for the Knicks to attack him. I just think that if you're the Heat, you almost just have to live with it, keep playing your defense the way they have, kicking them out early in the shot clock when when they're trying to drag them into those actions and um, and just hope that he's making shots because you need somebody to do it. Now, we've seen this also. If Duncan Robinson isn't making shots, the Heat are very happy to just not play him in the second half. They just say, okay, you're not going to be in there. We'll go Max Strus. We'll go Kyle Martin. We'll go Gabe Vincent. Maybe Kyle Lauer a few more minutes. Um, but you got to test it in the first half of the Heat. See if Duncan Robinson's got the hot hand. Um, and then... Like last night, for instance, you know, as much as he was targeted, he was still a plus three in the plus minus and a loss. So the Heat actually played better when Duncan Robinson was on the court. Um, sort of balance that they're trying to to figure out mid game.
0: Yeah, I, and I think that number backs up the eye test because I mean, yeah. I, I mean, obviously shots were going in, but I think I felt more fear when the ball was in Duncan Robinson's hands than than anyone outside of Jimmy Butler, and it was it wasn't really close. And like, they, I mean, there's a reason like Miami gave him that contract. Like he is a Special, special, special shooter. And like the Knicks um, on the other end of the floor, probably have to do a better job taking um, him into account. But we've talked Jalen Brunson. we got to talk Miami superstar, Jimmy Butler. Um, But first, I want to remind everyone about our friends over at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. And look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. It's just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop at eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Wes, I also wanted to quickly cover... Um, the other side of the superstar equation, Jimmy Butler. Um, I, I thought the Knicks, though there were certainly some some obvious instances of double teaming, were were a little bit more willing to play single coverage. And I think Quentin Grimes has clearly done a better job of that matchup. Uh Tom Thibodeau didn't anticipate this coming to this series. He didn't even anticipate it after he saw it a couple of times, but he's done a better job than Josh Hart. Um, and I, I think it was beneficial to the Knicks not to like preemptively put themselves in rotation in game three. When they doubled a lot, it worked pretty well in uh, game four. They had a lot of issues. Like I, I just got in the first quarter, like four or five open threes that the heat got just off of double teams of Jimmy Butler. Um, if you were the Knicks, how would you approach guarding him in game five? And what are your expectations for Jimmy in game six? It sounds weird to say, That someone who's averaging 25 points, seven rebounds, six and a half assists on pretty good efficiency is having a down series, but compared to what we saw against Milwaukee, he certainly hasn't gone off yet. Yeah.
1: And the heat kind of need him to be the player that he was against the Milwaukee bucks, right? Like that's the difference about the heat turnaround in the postseason, the difference in the regular season, the playoffs, there's a lot of different things, but it starts with Jimmy Butler and it ends with Jimmy Butler, right? Just kind of going, uh, nuclear turning into playoff Jimmy here. Um, and the Knicks have sort of sobered him a little bit in these last couple games, too. Um, especially 19 points on 12 shots. That's just not, not enough shots for him. And credit to the Knicks' defense for double-teaming him um, when he comes off those screens and made it difficult for him to get to his spots. It's forcing him to pass the ball. He is made – I went back and watched uh, the game this morning, Gavin, and I was like – because I'm not critical of him on Lockdown Heat last night. I was like, 12 shots isn't enough. And he said after the game that he just he was making the right play. And I went back and I was like, yeah, it's hard to argue that he like made the wrong play at any point in this game, uh, especially down the stretch. It just felt like he was making the right pass, the right reads, and all these things. But I think what sets the what, what was the difference between regular season Jimmy Butler and playoff Jimmy Butler was that he would see the right play and then blow right through it and then just score anyway. And that's the difference. And Quentin Grimes is really last night the first guy I've I've seen all postseason kind of make Jimmy think a little bit about it. Like the way that, you know, Jimmy would get Crinton Grimes on the wing and would kind of feel him out, jab, step, jab, step, try to get by him. And Grimes was just there mirroring him. And, and 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 Jimmy Butler would like pass out of single coverage, which you just haven't seen him do it. Even in that Milwaukee, like Drew Holiday, maybe the best perimeter defender in the NBA for my money he is. Yeah, He just went right at Drew Holiday. Didn't stop him. Didn't matter. Chris Middleton didn't stop him. Giannis did not stop him. He just went over guys. And for whatever reason, Grimes just made, made him think a little bit in that game. And I know that the steal that Grimes had is the one that's getting all the headlines. And it was an incredible play, by Grimes. But just look at the other possessions, too. Like, equally impre- Or I maybe mean, not equally impressive. But very impressive defensive possessions by Grimes. Jimmy Butler needs to look at it. Needs to figure out what it is that he can do uh, to get the better of that matchup. Because Grimes got the better of it last night. And if I'm the Knicks, I'm not changing anything right now. Uh, I think they've sort of figured out. If they are going to stop Jimmy Butler, this is how they're going to do it. This is now squarely on Jimmy Butler uh, to figure out the counter and just to be find ways to be a little bit more aggressive, I think.
0: Yeah, and I wonder if he starts shooting some threes because that that is generally like you, you talk about him being a different guy in the playoffs. That's usually the, the variable that I look at the most. Doesn't shoot a ton in the regular season, doesn't shoot him well, and then all of a sudden, like against the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks, Looks like Prime Ray Allen out there. This series, yeah. um, on on a per game basis, um, just taking one point five per game, making didn't take less any than last point. Night. Yeah, yeah, didn't take any last night. Shooting seventeen percent, so that's that's point three. Um, I, I'm looking right at He's made, he's been made won the entire series. That's a much better way of saying it. He's he's won for six right. the entire series um, so far in the four games that he's played. Um, so and, and that seems like kind of. His I think that
1: one was. That one was like in the opening two minutes of the last game, right? And yeah. so it's just like one kind of weird token three to open the game. Otherwise, no three-pointers made in the like the most meaningful moments of this series. Yeah,
0: and, and you wonder if like especially down the stretch, if it's a close game, like if that is something that he goes to, it's how he tried to end Boston and nearly ended Boston a year ago. So that's something I'm watching for. An- another thing I'm watching for is I thought Miami – might have found something down the stretch of this game with the ball pressure they were applying on the Knicks. It's something a friend of the show, Ariel Pacheco has pointed out all season as like, all right, like if there's something that's going to doom the Knicks this year, like this might be one of the things because They just don't have a lot of ball handling. The Emmanuel quickly injury, like essentially cuts that in half because it's really him and Jalen Brunson that the Knicks are super comfortable with handling the ball against pressure. Julius Randle can bring the ball up, but with his injury, doesn't have his typical explosiveness. Quentin Grimes doesn't look comfortable. RJ Barrett's made some good decisions, but also some shaky decisions in those moments. Do you think that's something Miami goes to, not necessarily in a comeback situation, but kind of proactively and, and, and tries to rattle the Knicks maybe a little bit earlier in the game?
1: Yeah, I think they tried to do that The last game, too, it just didn't really work as well. Like Jalen Brunson was ready for it. Hmm. Um, But we've seen the Heat do this against Young uh, in in series against the Atlanta Hawks in the past. We've seen them do it a little bit, uh, even against Jalen Brunson in this series, where they do apply that ball pressure high up on the floor as soon as Brunson crosses half court. uh, We saw the full court pressure in the last game. Um, I do think that that's going to be a big part of Miami's uh, strategy uh, in Miami because when when the heat feel like they need to kind of ramp up the 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 intensity and and kind of match energy that's sort of the thing that they tend to do right like just get your defensive players active create uh momentum on the defensive end where they're always moving constantly moving and then in turn does that create turnovers that feed your offense and fuel your offense especially if you're not shooting as well as you'd like to shoot um they 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 got um I'm sorry. They got the Knicks to turn the ball over 19 times, but scored only five points off of those turnovers. So they were, they they weren't like valuable turnovers that came out of sort of that pressure that the heat want to get out of. Right. Um, I think the heat need to do a better job of creating those live ball turnovers, getting those deflections, the way they had in in their wins in this series. um, And then using those deflections to fuel their offense and kind of get easy points to me. That is a huge battleground for game six. It's something that I would watch very carefully if I'm the New York Knicks. um, And it's something that I'm I'm emphasizing if I'm the Miami Heat.
0: All right. um, I want to just see if the Knicks on the flip side can get their transition game going. Let's take one more quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about that and then maybe a prediction for game six. All right. We are back on locked on Knicks. So Miami, to your point. Has been dominating in terms of the transition game. It was a flip from what the Knicks were able to do against the Cleveland Cavaliers, where they ran and they ran with abandon. A big part of that is the Knicks' best transition player, Josh Hart. Has largely been neutered in that respect this series and and look like particularly poor and particularly tentative. I I said it on last night's show. I'll say it again. I think he's gonna have to have a much better game if the Knicks are gonna win game six. But on the whole, in game five, the Knicks were were really, really good playing at like an elevated pace. And it wasn't always that like they were just running out and getting dunks. Like obviously that was a little more feasible when Obi Toppin was on the floor during that big 18 to two second quarter spurt but I was mostly looking at the secondary break like the plays where the Knicks got a small advantage like whether it's Quentin Grimes getting a steal and then spraying it out to Julius Randle or, or Julius Randle like instead of having to attack Bam out of bio in a stagnant situation which hasn't really gone well for him all series like having Bam like run out on him and like in a semi-transition situation and being able to attack um, and spray the ball out the Knicks got. Three threes, I think it was like a five-minute stretch in the third quarter off of Julius doing just that. On the whole, the Knicks scored 56 points on 34 possessions. That started off a missed shot. It took them 9.2 seconds to get a shot off after a miss. That's those stats from uh, John Jablanca, who does a great job covering the heat. Um, to me, that that swung the game, the Knicks injecting some pace. Like, Is that just Miami applying some more pressure, or how do you think they counter that?
1: Um, They... <laughs> It's tough, right? Because I, I think that if, if the Knicks are going to play that kind of game and they're going to ramp up their physicality and all the things that they want to do, create those turnovers, um, limit Miami's chances by taking care of uh, the rebounding edge the way that the Knicks want to do. Because um, the Heat, the other thing that they want to do is they want to run the ball and you want to see those like Kevin Love outlet passes. We didn't see those either, right? When you're yeah. trying to create those transition opportunities for the Heat. Um, no, I, I think this is going to be a game of, in game six, the Knicks trying to get back to what it is that they did in creating those turnovers and getting those live balls and, and getting that kind of semi-transition stuff that you're just talking about. And then the Heat just trying to figure out ways to do that themselves and play a little bit of a cleaner game. Um, the one thing about the Heat is they they don't intend to beat themselves. Even last night, like they turned the ball over 12 times. That's not a ton of turnovers. I thought the Knicks just did a really good job of finding those opportunities to get those, those fast break buckets. They the, the Knicks scored 16 points in the fast break. The Heat just had nine. Um, The Heat aren't really going to be solved, but they do need to to clean up some of that stuff anyway. Um, And then they need to kind of coax the Knicks into those kind of live ball turnovers that I was was referencing before. So I think it's going to be the Heat just cleaning that kind of stuff up, cleaning up the transition defense, and then just trying to be a little bit more opportunistic in a way that they weren't in game five. Yep,
0: and it's it's going to come down to that. It's going to come down to uh, the Knicks' health. Is Quentin Grimes playing? Is he a hundred percent? Is Emmanuel quickly playing? Can he even give the Knicks like five? To Do you expect eight to ten minutes? Grimes yeah, or
1: quickly to play?
0: Where where are you at on them? So I haven't, unless I've missed something while we're recording, I haven't really seen an official update on Quentin Grimes in any form or fashion outside the fact that um, he referred to it himself as a knee injury yesterday and it was it was hard like that could mean a number of things like a hyper extension like he's probably in trouble if he just banged knees and was like shaking up for the moment and the way he recovered like you, you hope that that might have been it um so i i think i would be surprised un- unless the injury is just not what i think it is if he isn't out there um i also might be surprised if he's like playing at 100 percent full capacity and that's that's trouble for the knicks because you have four fifths of your four fifths of your starting lineup basically everyone Outside of RJ Barrett, who who are pretty severely banged up to some extent, Emmanuel quickly. I don't really expect to play. I I, I don't
1: think he's going to be ready. Yeah, tough blow for them. Yeah,
0: if quickly. Um, yeah, and I guess maybe maybe on a related note, uh, Wes, uh, we can wrap up on this. What 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 would you say your uh,
1: your prediction for Game Six is? I think the Heat take care of it. Game Six at home. Um, I don't know that I would go so far as to say what Charles Barkley was saying on the broadcast last night that this is the Heat's Game Seven. I think the Heat can win at Madison Square Garden because they have not Madison Square Garden. Uh, but you don't want to deal with that, man. You want to take care of your your business at home. Um, I think the Heat have been the better team for most of the series, and I expect that to be uh, on Friday night. All right, fair
0: enough. Uh, Wes Goldberg, can you tell everyone one final time where they can
1: find all your great sure. work? Well, if you're a Knicks fan and you want to listen to Heat podcast, um, you can find us at Locked On Heat YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you use, you, you consume your your audio and visual content. Uh, that's where we are. Um, you can read uh, my work over at allyoucanheat.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at WC Goldberg yeah we, we've gotten plenty of, of friendly heat fans in our comments. I, I'm, I'm sure some yeah. Knicks
0: fans are returning the favor in, in yep. your comments Wes yeah, you know what there, there's a real New York Florida connection. I don't know where where are all all the uh, like older people who are who are who are <laughs> New Yorkers and Floridians they're, they're just absent right now but uh you know what maybe maybe they'll come out after the series we'll, we'll get some sportsmanship. Uh, Wes Goldberg, thank you so much and thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back tonight with a recap of game six either morning the Knicks season or previewing a game seven. What's gonna happen? We'll find out to the series we'll we'll get some sportsmanship uh Wes Goldberg thank you so much and thank you everyone for tuning in uh we'll be back tonight with a recap of game six either morning the next season or previewing the game seven what's gonna happen we'll find out